Welcome back to the resupply with me, Guy Next Door. And me, DK, live from Detroit. <laughs> Bringing you your almost Nats time double tap of all things Space Marines and Laser Force. Um, so this will be our first of, of a few this week, I think. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, we, we have a live studio audience. Give us a cheer, yo. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, yeah, so to kick off kick off the week, um, well, actually, how, how, how's your trip been so far, man? Yeah, it's been pretty good, that? aside from uh, nearly dying of heat stroke at Cedar Point, but right. other than that, it's been pretty good. So I've learned, I've learned some valuable things. Aside from always remember travel insurance, uh, <laughs> which to be honest, like my bag got lost in transit, which, you know, it turned out to not be a big deal, but I'm super glad I do have travel insurance. This is why I only do carry-on, Steve. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. I gotta, I gotta be here three weeks. Um, the other thing I learned is that don't come to either Ohio or, you know, Michigan in the middle of summer when they have a heat wave because you will actually melt. It's been fucking terrible. Yeah, thanks, Trump. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, so today we were going to, I guess, do our long-awaited deep dive into the, the teams that are that are coming, right? We, <laughs> I had uh, some unhappy people message me before we came over, uh, throwing me some shade at, uh, at some previous comments that were made about where we think that they were going to end up. Oh, good. Well, there's going to be even more shade that's thrown now. <laughs> the salt is going to be real. Um, but yeah, do you want to start? Do you want to start at the top or the bottom? I assume the bottom. Yeah, let's let's start at the bottom, so that way we can just get people mad right off the bat. That's right. <laughs> so the way that the team draw is going to work is we kind of decided as a committee who the likely top two seeds and two bottom seeds were. So obviously, we'll start with the kind of predicted lower end of the ladder. So in the Lowest tier, and again, not meant to be a knock. There's a lot of really skilled teams here. It's just largely a matter of experience and the fact that they're B teams. The kind of two lowest seeds that we predicted would be Loveland B and Sack B. (laughs) 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 Told you guys, assault is real. (laughs) So, yeah, we uh, have several members of uh, Sack B in here, and uh, I don't think they're too happy with me. Oh yeah, I guess Autumn's still in the car, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she preemptively is salty about this podcast. <laughs> um, accurate, accurate. Look, the, the, the thing I keep telling people is that if you get projected at the bottom, then yeah, the only way to go is up, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, keeping expectations low is always great. That's yeah. how I approach a lot of things in life, especially in the bedroom, so. <laughs> Jizz. Um, so... Yeah, so um, I mean, don't be too too disheartened about it. Like it is, it is definitely it, it's almost a, a good thing. Yeah, then there's no pressure on you, right? Well, and I mean, the the fact is, is that Loveland B is composed of largely new players, and usually at your first nats, there's a strong learning curve. Yeah. So that's the the main thing. If they get some experience, <laughs> yep, we got some members of uh, <laughs> New Zealand against all odds here who uh, have some very so fond question all, mark against all wins. Against <laughs> all wins. Pardon me. So they can attest to the fact that there's a little bit of a steep learning curve. But I think as long as they learn the field and get comfortable throughout the week, that they can still have a good time. Yeah. And similar thing for Sack B. A lot of their players are experienced, but we're all terribly out of practice. So I'm not throwing shade at them when we get to Sack A. Uh, yeah, we can be salty about where our predictions are, too. Yeah. I think we're kind of in that boat, too, to be fair. 
Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So on on that note, so that that was the the lowest tier. Right. So moving on to the next tier up in a tier by themselves, I have Auckland. Right on. Oh um, no, booze. Woo! All right. I guess I'm a realist. We, we actually we were kind of discussing this earlier this morning, and we have some realistic expectations about where we kind of sit in amongst the tournament. Um, the fact that I'm kind of you know partially dying from heat stroke is. Uh, not really helping the situation. You'll um, get over it. Excuses. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm making those excuses now. Um, yeah, but also, um, I didn't quite think that um, getting used to the arena was going to be uh, as daunting as it's seemingly uh, shaping up to be. Because when I went in there, like, just instantly lost. Like, There are a lot of pathways, especially downstairs, mm. that can be a, a bit difficult to learn. And you can easily get sort of turned around or you go down one hallway and you think it goes one way, but it actually goes another. Mm. The good news on that front is that most of the game is played upstairs. And if you're spending most of your time downstairs, something's already gone wrong in the game yeah. anyway. So for the most part, if teams get used to just figuring out how the upstairs work, which is much more straightforward... Mm. I think that it'll be a little bit easier to adjust to the field. I was having a chat with Thunder about this yesterday on kind of the two extreme ends of the way that laser force fields play, either on the sort of fast and aggressive side mm. or the kind of slow control zones side. And like St. George versus Detroit are on opposite ends of yeah. the spectrum. St. George is very fast and aggressive. Detroit is much more kind of grinding, halting, capture space, push forward, push back, that kind of thing. Mm. But Thunder's point was it's a lot easier, in his opinion, to kind of scale down from playing super fast to them playing slow. It's easier to slow down than it is to speed up. For sure. Which I, I kind of agree with. Yeah. So I, I, I think a lot of teams, and I think Auckland probably plays a similar way based yeah, on comments I've heard, is plays pretty fast. So. Yeah. You guys may be able to, to jump into the swing of things. I just honestly didn't really know where to place you guys because, number one, I mean, you have some guys where you'll do better than you did last year, but Absolutely. it's still, you know, your second your second year and stuff like that. Mm. Um, team integration, I know, unfortunately, you guys lost Leech was supposed yeah. to come, right? Yeah, that was kind of a blow. And Redneck Tech is an experienced player, but he's also not primarily a force player, yeah. so kind of had to handicap it on that front. So that's why I kind of just settled on a on you guys are in sort of a tier by yourself, but you could easily move up from that. We're, we're hoping to. Like we've got some lofty aspirations, but um, we the boys are putting. Not the, lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than last year. The More boys. Than one win. That's the goal. <laughs> the boys are putting like quite a bit of work this year to like um, improve on what they learned from Nets last year, especially our uh, commander. Um, more orange, he's uh, more orange, more <laughs> oh, yeah. orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more orange. I'm making him play commander. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm hoping that we do, you know, sort of better than that. Um, but you know, it's there's probably a fair comment, I think. Yeah, well, mm. and that's the thing I know going through this kind of rundowns, why did it by tiers instead of just a hard placement? Because mm. I feel like people could sort of move up or move down a tier mm. depending what happens, but. We'll see what what happens uh, from from there. Yeah. And I know a lot of teams have fairly lofty aspirations. I was talking to a couple of the Detroit B players last time, and some people are going to end up disappointed when where they place in this tournament. That's For just sure. the reality of, of tournaments. Yeah. So you hope it's not you. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you really hope it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so next tier up from there, I have three teams in the next tier. So here's probably where the salt will start. 
Uh, I have Loveland A, SAC A, and Detroit B in the next tier mm. up from there. Um, Detroit B, I don't know all that well, which is the main reason I put them in this tier. It's their home field. Obviously, mm. that's going to be a strong advantage. Um, but just being a B team, you're always going to have a little bit more obstacles to overcome because the tip-top players at the site are playing on the A team. Yeah. Kind of goes without saying. But they definitely have some good players. Um, Dare Bear, I know, just from experience, is a really solid player. Mm. Um, Ferris and Shayla and several of the other players definitely have a lot of tournament experience and play the field every week. Mm. So I'm sure they'll do quite well. So they could also move up a tier. They could honestly finish like as high as third. It wouldn't shock me. Mm. But I kind of just felt they were kind of in this middling tier. Um, Loveland A, I think, is in kind of a similar boat. Mm. Just based on kind of tournament track record and stuff like that, I think everybody has the idea that Loveland is sort of on the upswing because they have a lot of good, young, up-and-coming players. It's just a matter of can they put it together all in the same tournament? Because outside of their own field... There just hasn't been a lot of history of that yet. And that's not to, to be a knock. It takes a long time to get good at fields that aren't your own. Have they played? Do you know if they played here? Like many of them played here? A good chunk of them have, yeah. Uh, and that's why they were kind of giving me shit when I talked about um, some of the skills <laughs> from Loveland translating to the Detroit maze, which right. I should have clarified those comments, but whatever. They're in the ether now, and yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, yeah, with that, with bearing that in mind, because like, my initial thought was if they haven't played here, they may actually struggle, but because you know you get frustrated with yourself being in a new arena, um, and you know from what I hear, the Loveland boys have a tendency to get frustrated with each other. So um, hopefully, by you know having a little bit of game time in the arena, it, like it really helps them gel as a team. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it happens. Mm. Don't be the Lakers, kid. Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody can be an alpha. That's right. <laughs> And then also in that tier, I have my team, SAC A, who we also have lofty aspirations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. We also have lofty aspirations. I'd really love to come probably third in this tournament. Mm. If we finish lower than fifth, I'm going to be disappointed uh, in all honesty. But again, somebody, at least somebody is going to end up disappointed mm. in where they finish. So that might be us, but I'm really hoping we can move up beyond that tier. But the fact is... A, we're out of practice because mm -hmm. we're homeless, as uh, people are so kind to remind us on a regular basis. <laughs> Wait, you're homeless? What they're, happened? They're laughing at our pain right now, Steve. Yeah. I do feel, I do feel for you. Yeah. And uh, Disco Monkey, unfortunately, um, sort of injured himself a, a bit a couple of weeks ago and is nursing a knee injury. It's hobbling him a little bit. He, Although, uh, he, he looked pretty good in practice yesterday. So he, I'm, there I'm, was one point he pivoted on a ramp uh, on the first day and let out a... Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, you all right, man? He, he, I think he, that was because I was trying to missile him for the second time in a row. So I'm going to go ahead and take the blame for that one. I went, yeah, I went a little bit extra against my own team. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully he's right. He looks all right. You all right? Yeah, I'll probably survive. Excellent. He'll, he'll survive, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic based on what I saw yesterday. I was worried it was going to be a lot of stiff leg hobbling around, but he was getting around corners pretty good. Yeah. So I think we'll hopefully be okay on that front. And mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, uh, Tom the Sasquatch can do peering <laughs> over some of those walls. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's some of, the, some of the shots that get taken over those walls, and we'll probably talk about that later, but some of them, they don't look that clean to me, but... Somebody, you know, of his height probably won't struggle so much with that. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with everyone else. The, the less vertically challenged players, yeah, we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a tougher time with some of the shots. That's so th- there's a trade-off to be made: is that you can definitely take more shots as a tall person in this field, but in a lot of cases, you can't move around the field as safely without getting shot if yeah. you're taller. So depends on a uh, which side you want to go on that that's one. Right. So that's the kind of middle tier that I have. So next tier up, sort of the secondary tier. I have Syracuse and St. George. Syracuse mm. because they have a fair amount of talent on that team with team, with uh, players like Beans, Blackhammer, Sanch, Assassin are all good, experienced players. They have a good dynamic. They've been together for a lot of tournaments. And they have a lot of experience in this field. So being a kind of A-caliber team um, that Syracuse sometimes has trouble fielding. I think they can do pretty well in this tournament. Mm. And St. George, I just have a ton of respect for their talent and their team dynamic because they have good, solid leadership. Thunder and Tandor, assuming that they're playing three hits, I think will be very difficult for people to deal with. And they were moving around pretty pretty well in the maze Like when I watched them play. I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was the day before. Um, and that, But, you know, there's no really tall players on that team. No, I mean, I guess Inferno is kind of tall, but not super tall now. Yeah. They're all of kind of like average to above average height. Yeah. And nobody who's, you know, a freak like somebody in this room. <laughs> what you talking about? Hey, you almost got decapitated on a roller coaster, so don't talk. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so I just have a ton of respect for their talent. So the, the biggest yeah. thing with them is if they can learn the field and adjust to it, which I think they probably will because it'll be easier for them to slow down versus a team that's used to playing a slower style trying to speed up and say the St. George arena because that has a really brutal learning curve. Really? Yeah, the games just run so fast and things like that because we have seen a couple ELIMs in practice games here, which I'd like noted for the record, I didn't say ELIMs don't happen in Detroit. I just said they're rarer and they happen later. Yeah. And several of them happen in like the last minute of of the game. So... I think that's going to be part of what St. George deals with. Mm-hmm. But just on overall team composition and talent, they definitely have the talent to make it into the top three teams. I mean, any team with Thunder on it is, you know, going to enjoy the tournament, really. Yeah. Wait, do you know who's playing commander for them? Uh, my Tandor? guess would be Tandor is going yeah. to be commander and Thunder will be heavy, but they may alter lineups. A lot of them are pretty versatile and can play a lot of different things. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if they switch up from different colors in the field or if they switch up their lineups a couple times during the week. Yeah. But just kind of based on track record and stuff like that, it's sort of what I would assume going in. Yeah. Um, so I have those two teams in kind of the, the secondary tier. Um, in previous tournaments, I think St. George has sometimes come a little bit lower than expected, but it was largely because they were out of practice like we are yeah. this year. This year, that's not the case. They've been practicing a ton. And having gone there a couple of months ago, they were very tough. Everybody I know on this team is a very good player. Mm. So they're going to be tough to beat. Do you think, because um, we you know, were sort of joking about it, sort of joking about it, um, but the majority of the centers uh, have Gen 8, um, and specifically them, is it a majority? Uh, well, of the people of the teams that are here, I suppose so. I mean, Brisbane, Syracuse, St. George, Auckland. Yeah, that's a good chunk like, of teams. Did you guys have them before you? you <laughs> no, we we're still on Gen Six, oh, bro. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Then. That's our only advantage. It's, we've been practicing with retro equipment, so anything that's a step up from there feels like we can hit everything. Um, but to, to me, they, the suits do feel like they play differently. Like, I mean, it might just be, you know, at least a Steve. 
but yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems that they just, I don't know, some of them just don't seem to be as accurate or, you know, the, the hits don't seem to be registering or, you know, the, you go to double someone and, you know, you resupply the, the medic or whatever, like it just all this stuff seems to kind of, I don't know, be a thing, but they were, they were making comments about it. And so I figured, you know, it, it, it potentially is happening to them as well. Or yep. Shots fired at Detroit. Fix the packs, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks for hosting us, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, good job, buddy. Good job by you. Okay, who do you got next? And then top tier, the A tier, probably is no surprise, <laughs> is the home team, yeah. Detroit A, and then the world favorites, Brisbane. Mm. I'm putting them... <laughs> yeah, cue the booze. Boo! Yeah! <laughs> That was a mixed reaction, if I've heard one. Sure was. The, the room fatties. was split. <laughs> so, I you always have to put the home team kind of in the, the top tier because they're expected to make the finals and all that. Mm. And, you know, I can't ever, in good conscience, pick against Brisbane. So if I had to pick a winner just based on previous history, I'm going to have to pick Brisbane because I would feel stupid for picking against them. Yeah. But then again, if you look at the last NBA season, you would have been stupid not to pick the Warriors, <laughs> and they lost in the finals. Yeah. So stuff happens. And this is a really good, solid Brisbane team, as they always are. Yeah. But they've had a few more roadblocks this year where it looks like Baden's only going to be able to play a part of the tournament. Yeah. But since he's predicted to be available for finals, I think that is going to improve their odds, which are already good significantly. Yeah. But that said... Because Detroit has such a arena-specific strategy, and because they have really strong players like Scythe and Micro, who I think are some of the top U.S. players in their home field, mm. that is going to make for really solid competition. So I think Detroit has at least as good of a chance as we had in 2017 against them, but probably better, if I'm going to be 100% honest. I would have marked us going into the 2017 tournament when we hosted against Brisbane, I probably would have been making odds and said that Brisbane was like two to one favorites. Now that was probably too low. I was probably too overconfident about Sack's chances. Well, I mean, I don't know. You guys took them like on a pretty good run in the finals of that that Nats. We did, but ultimately, we we should have we should have had a bigger advantage being the the home team. Like we should have been solidly pushing them in round play, which I think. <laughs> I don't think we won any of our matches in round yeah. play against them. We did manage to win that game right before that that match right before the the grand final. Yeah. So it seemed like we were peaking at the right time, but then the the second half of that match, they they really kind of came back and handled their business solidly. Yeah. So probably in reality, we were more like four to one dogs rather than two to one dogs. But I think probably those two to one or three to two odds are a little bit closer to to what Detroit has and based on how round play goes we'll see how that happens because mm. with the way the tournament works where those two seeds are only going to meet once in round two before the finals probably there may be some fireworks in that match and that mm. may cause us to reappraise what our, our predictions are so i'd certainly book them for the finals but i can't make an overall prediction of who's going to win the tournament other than i can't pick against brisbane because they have a history of winning yeah. virtually everywhere yeah I, I mean and it kind of it kind of throws a bunch more pressure on the home team because well i mean from themselves you know they put a bunch of pressure on themselves to uh to kind of meet the expectation that not only will they be in the finals but because they are the home team 
and yeah. should win. And and as cool as Scythe may try to play it during the week, I know he really, really, really wants to beat Rusty <laughs> yeah, in, in a tournament. Absolutely. I mean, legitimately beat him in a tournament. Hashtag 2015. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, with that added pressure, like I, I hope that they can kind of um, handle it. Um, because that's that's another thing. Like when you lump that sort of pressure on on a team or on yourself, it's just really hard to kind of rise above it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. I, I think they'll be all right during the during the week, and then when it comes to finals, they'll probably step it up a notch as well. Yeah, during the week will be one thing, and again because we're doing this new pool play idea, um, we may not be able to predict quite as well since those two teams are going to be divided from one another until the finals. But they will play that match in in round two. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if they end up practicing against each other tonight because we are supposed to have our captains meeting at 6 and start practice is officially when they close, which is at 8 p.m. But if there's nobody there in the meantime, we'll get in some more practice games today. So I'm hoping we can learn the field a little bit more, get some genuine practice games in, and maybe observe how the Detroit teams play against each other mm. as well. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to most about potentially practicing tonight is seeing the two Detroit, the Detroit teams um, play each other. Yeah, it's a trade-off because on the one hand, you want to get the experience for yourself of yeah. learning the field and playing in the game, but you also need to know what to expect and how the teams who regularly play the field. Yeah, where should where should I kind of be? You know, standing in the arena. Where are the good places to hold? Like stuff that hopefully people have kind of um, gonna pass on, maybe with a tour of the arena. Yeah, I think so. And <laughs> the the upstairs. I think I'm never going to say that fields are easy to learn because there are, are always new things mm. you can learn about a field. But I think the upstairs plays in a fairly straightforward manner. Mm. Now, be. pulling it on, theoretically understanding how the field is supposed to work and actually pulling it off are two very different things. Yeah. Well, so, so just because you know what you're supposed to do upstairs doesn't mean you'll actually be able to pull it off. So I'm not saying games like, in the like. Have you guys gotten to play quite a few games in there so far? Or? Uh, I've played, I think, about six or seven games right. since I've gotten here this week. But I've also been here twice before in 2009 and 2013. Sure. Yeah. Now, the field has changed a bit yeah. since then. Um, but the basic kind of layout of, of upstairs, I think the kind of general overall game strategy is still pretty similar to what it was in 2013. Right. That's kind of like my concern for me <laughs> is uh, I've only played one game in there so far. Like... And that was uh, after the, the day that we arrived, I think, in Detroit. And so, like, again, heat stroke Steve. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the struggle was so real, kids. Oh, man, it's, it's brutal. So, like, I think maybe that's, for me, the May seems pretty daunting still. But um, that's because, you know, I've seen it, but haven't really played it yet. And it just, you know, in my spacey, <laughs> in my spacey kind of headspace. Just remember, yeah. it's all about the tower. Yeah, but then we, I'm standing in the tower and get shot through like dumb windows or like through the floor, which is not going to be a thing, obviously, this week. Right, the, the grates and the mirrors are going to get covered, so that will make the learning curve a little bit less steep for the visiting teams. Yeah. And I think a lot of the Detroit players also think and acknowledge that they think it's a better game when you don't use the, the grates and the mirrors yeah. as well. I, I could be wrong on that, but I've, I've heard that at least from a couple of people. I didn't even know there was mirrors in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a big one in the tower, and there's a big one at the top of the, the green ramp that 
if you can use that mirror, you can actually get some pretty cheeky shots uh, getting straight in the green resupply without even going in there. Really? Yeah, Oof. so that, that can be a bit brutal. So they're definitely going to cover that mirror, which yeah. we have done in previous tournaments as well. Well, that's good. Fuck mirrors. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the guy that's staring back at me. Yeah. That's too deep. Um, okay, so, I mean, the, <laughs> the predictions are kind of around where we, I think, discussed a few weeks back. Um, yeah, I had to sit down and really kind of figure out where to draw some of the tiers because originally I just sort of lumped everybody into these are the expected bottom <laughs> two finishers, these yeah. are the expected top two finishers, and then everybody else in the middle. So trying to refine that at all, I had to say, you know what, I think Syracuse and St. George have a slight edge over these other yeah. teams, and I think you guys are at a slight disadvantage. Yeah, Not well, to say that you're worse, but that you have a disadvantage. Well, I mean, yeah, like I think at the time when we discussed that we were expecting that Leach was going to play for us, so yeah. that's, that's obviously changed. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, yeah. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality is I think with us really starting practice in earnest at eight tonight, most teams aren't going to get probably more than one or two practice games yeah. because we're starting bright and early at 830 in the morning. So that means get there by eight kids. You've basically, yeah, definitely show up on time. So I certainly <laughs> don't want to get home and shower and all that much later than about midnight so I can try to get some solid sleep exactly. before we're going to be sleep deprived the rest of the week. Exactly. Well, I'm kind of hoping that we can go down there and like hang out for a little bit. And Yeah, I think as soon as we conclude this podcast in a couple of minutes, we're all going to track down to lasers and see if we can get some games in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've, been, I've been itching to play, but again, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stupid theme park. Well, at least you're feeling a bit better today. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I can talk and string together some sentences, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's somewhat of an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, I mean, yeah, the tournament's shaping up to look kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good, and we'll see if my predictions are wildly off base. Or if someone it, comes and punches you in the dick. Yeah, always possible, but yeah. I've learned to just go through life Being punched that in way. the dick? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes life punches you in the dick. Lessons right. from DK. We'll, we'll just try and have to prove you wrong, DK. That's right. Yeah, yeah please, by all means. I would love to see teams like Auckland and SAC B prove me wrong and exceed expectations. And like I said, my goal for our team is to come third in this tournament. I don't want to come lower than fifth, but somebody's going to end up butthurt with where they finish. Yeah. And if other teams want to help us get up higher than eight, then I'm happy for that as well. If you want to just throw us a couple wins here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our goal is, is what? At least two? At least two wins this year? More than one. Yeah, more, more than, than one. one. Double my wins. That's 100% increase. That's yeah. right. Um, See, it's all about the positivity, folks. That's right. Look on the bright side of life, kids. Um... We'll try and do we'll try and do one podcast a day. I think uh, the same as last year. We'll try and work it in the same way. Yeah. Too bad we're not all staying in the same place because yeah. I, I have to say you guys can't see it, but the New Zealand players have rented a pretty sick house. Oh, it's dope. We've got right a, here. a speedboat out the back. <laughs> got a hot tub. There's a fire pit. Got a hot tub. Although, like, I mean. It's like a million degrees here, yeah. It's okay. like, and that's Celsius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically we're already bowl soup city, so yeah. Because yeah. you know, a million degrees Fahrenheit, tolerable. Celsius, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But um, yeah, we got some nice digs. You just ditch these guys and come stay with us. Mm, yeah, might have to do that. Make it easier to record the podcast. Exactly, that's for sure. Right, yeah. Oh, I've got a Californian king, and I was telling the boys this morning that I went to turn the lamp on on the other side of the bed, and I roll over, 
and look over and there's still like miles of bed to go. <laughs> <laughs> they get him crawl over to turn the fucking light on. Yeah, it's um, made for enormous Americans. It's so. huge. It's absolutely massive. They've got weird. <laughs> they've got some weird like bejazzled stuff in cabinets up in the room too. It's, it's really strange. Did you say bejazzled? No. <laughs> it's probably. It's probably what it's for. <laughs> All right, I think that's uh, probably a good place to cut it, yeah? Are we going to eat on bejazzled? All right. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll try and do one a, uh, one a day. Um, I'm sure somebody will Facebook Live during the day this week. Um, if there's time, although there's not really that many places to kind of set up laptops and shit, we might be able to set up in the party room since those aren't going to be used during the week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I think I think uh, that'll probably be okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for this episode. <laughs> I guess <laughs> for, so. For for day T minus one day, uh, I've been Guy Next Door, and I've been DK. Let's go play some lasers. Shit. Yes. Always remember to backtrack, kids. We'll talk to you tomorrow.